morning, paper family. I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Look to your fellow salesman on your right and look to the saleswoman on your left and give them a hug. And uh, that's what she says. And just feel the warmth. Like a warm sheet of paper from a printer filling space this morning. Because we are all salesmen under her, take time to greet one another. As you make your way back to your seats, I'd just like for you to think about what it means to be a salesman in this world filled with darkness and how you can make your office space a better place. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Paper, we are gathered here today to praise your name and those chosen few who work in your cubicles. We ask that you always keep the water cooler full and keep reheated fish out of our microwaves. We pray that HR doesn't tell you who you can and can't congratulate on becoming pregnant. We pray you keep us employed throughout our days and looking at the work calendar through our nights. In her paper's name we pray. That's what she said. And now for church announcements. Church Fun Fair has been rescheduled due to construction on Alliance Avenue. It will be taking place on October 21st from 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. Monthly potluck was a success. Next month, we ask that people stop bringing plastic knives. Uh, we have no more room to store them in the community kitchen. Please prioritize forks and spoons. We still need volunteers for our Sunday breakfast at Paper Cuts Recovery Home. Please see Jessica Blame for signups for next Sunday. And now for the joys and sorrows of the community. Joys for the birth of Kathy and Devin Mason's little boy, Walter Bennett. Thoughts and prayers for Wesley Rockland, whose stationary business suffered a devastating fire last Monday. Joyce for Nina Corey, who made the Dean's List at Emerson College this semester. Thoughts and prayers for the Hammermill family, as they grieve the loss of their grandfather, Robert. H.P. Toner asks for thoughts and prayers for his beloved companion, Inky, to recover quickly from his emergency operation. And finally, thank the sheets. The Southworth brothers are returning safely from their mission trip to Brazil. As they say in Portuguese, Benvindo de volta. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to send your junior sales team down to the pulpit for our children's workplace development. Hello, little sales team. Today, I would like to tell you the story of a Kevin's famous chili. You see, Kevin worked long and hard to make a chili he was proud of, staying up all night to chop and roast the ingredients so he could share his family's recipe and traditions with his coworkers and provide morale in the office. Doesn't that chili sound so good, sales team? But Kevin carried his chili alone up the stairs to the Scranton, Pennsylvania office, and when he reached the top, he stumbled and fell. With no one to help him, the chili he worked so hard on spilled all over the floor. He couldn't carry it himself. Isn't that so sad, little boys and girls? The lesson to be learned from Kevin is to always ask for help from your coworkers in this life. If you carry the heavy pots of the world together, you could all partake in the rewards of delicious chili together. Can I get a that's what she said? All right, and now can I get three volunteers to pray for us? Okay, you and you and you, come on up. 
Dear Heavenly Paper, Bless this day and thank you for everything. Thank you for our food and our chili, and thank you for my mom and dad. That's what she said. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, no, 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 just talking to the, yeah, talking to the mic right there. Yep, right there. Nope, step back just a little bit. Okay, there you go. Dear Paper, thank you for Mommy and Daddy, and amen. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, great, go ahead. Dear Michael Scott, thank you for letting us share chili and my mommy and daddy and Jesus. <laughs> Amen. The Little Sales Team would like to help us wishing the following office family members happy birthdays and anniversaries. We're going to wish a happy birthday to James Nevison, who is turning eight today. We have Liv Lynch, who is turning 15 tomorrow. We've got Thomas Cruz, who's turning 61 on Thursday. And Mitchell Carlisle is turning 42 tomorrow as well. We've got Pamela Connors, who is turning 30, the big 3-0, Pam. And uh, we are also celebrating the anniversaries of Andrew and Kimberly Punt, and also Lindsay and Leslie Doyle. Congratulations on your seventh and 13th year anniversaries, respectively. All right, little sales team, let's get, we gotta go back to our, you know, professional development. Let's look, oh, this way, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 get your finger out of your nose. No, 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 to work even if my boss says I'm a jerk and who shall meet the sales goal first under give me the work oh sales team let's go down let's go down come on down oh sales team let's go down down to the office to As 
Good morning, office family. We've had a long week selling paper, haven't we? It's been a long, long week. But we have persevered. Can I get a that's what she said? That's what she said. I call us to worship today in this house built with love and paper. I would like you all to open your employee handbooks to the transcripts of The Office, season four, episodes one and two. Now I'll be recapping from the original series versions. I know how y'all like your super fan versions, but stick with me today, okay? Can I get a that's what she said? That's what she said. If you need to share, look over your neighbor's shoulder and follow along. Today's sermon is about persevering through forgiveness. Hmm. Y'all didn't hear me. I could tell y'all didn't hear me. I said our sermon is about persevering through forgiveness. But before we begin, let's pray. I call on all of us to worship in this house, but with the love of paper. Our faith is like that of a sheet of blank paper. It starts out with the basics, 20 pound bonds. And then as time passes, we learn more about faith and we add to our pieces of paper. We can draw on it, write on it, print on it, fold it, even cut it if we feel the need. We can leave our sheets blank or make something beautiful out of it. We've only just begun to fill out our pages. We have a lifetime to decide what we wish to make of our faith and make a masterpiece by using it to bring something meaningful to this world. In Michael's name, that's what she said. Persevering through forgiveness. A lot of times we think about forgiveness as something that is given, when it is something that is earned. Sometimes it's on their time. Sometimes it's on yours. And sometimes it's on papers. But only Michael can know when he's done enough. Let's start. Office, season one, episode one, cold open. Michael commits the sin of vehicular battery, and he must be forgiven. We've all done things in this life that we need to be forgiven for. Some of us have stolen money from loved ones. Some of us have done drugs. Some of us have stolen from the office space, and some of us have hit our coworkers with our cars. It is not about the sin committed, but about the forgiveness that follows. Let's continue reading on. Off to season four, episode one, act one. Michael enters the office. Michael. Okay, I have an announcement. Oscar follows. You push Daryl out the window. Phyllis responds, you shot Dwight. Michael responds, no, that is not funny. I love my employees, even though I hit one of you with my car. Mm. He continues, for which I take full 
responsibility. Remember that, office family, because we'll circle back to that. Look, I am just trying to take everyone's mind off this unavoidable tragedy and onto more positive things. So I thought we should plant a tree. Mm. Planting a tree so that way we can get more paper, office family. You see, when Michael hits Meredith with his car, his first reaction isn't to tend to her needs, to make sure she's all right, because that's not his job. The hospital, the ambulance, and the lawyers, the good people of this world are here to comfort her. Michael's job is not to comfort Meredith, but to make things right. And as we'll come to see, it takes a lot more than asking for forgiveness to make things right. Continuing on, Michael brings himself and his other office members to visit Meredith in the hospital. Michael brought you some balloons. Michael then begins tying the balloons around the IV. Again, he is not asking for forgiveness. He is trying to earn his forgiveness. He wraps the balloons around the IV, and unfortunately, the IV comes out. Michael calls for the nurse, but Meredith goes, no, don't bother the nurse, just put it back in. Michael goes, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to puke. He already knows that this is not his job. The Apostle Jim responds, I wouldn't worry about it, don't touch it. And the nurse comes in and asks, what are you doing? Just give me that. You see what happens, ladies and gentlemen? It is not our place to do the work that these doctors and lawyers and nail technicians do. They have been given a special authority by paper to do their work. And we, office family, we just sell paper. That's what she said. That's what she said. Now I want you all to listen carefully to this next part. Meredith laying in her hospital bed responds to her office family. Well, it was really great of all of you to come and visit me at the same time. I'll see you guys at the office. As everybody begins filing out, Michael knows he has not earned his forgiveness. And he goes, oh, okay, wait, wait up guys, 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 hold on a second. You know what I was thinking might be sort of fun? if you forgave me in front of everybody. Michael knows he needs forgiveness. However, Meredith responds, Michael, I'm not gonna do that. Hmm. Now, why would Meredith not forgive Michael? Because Michael responds, do you know what they say in the Bible about forgiveness? Forgiveness is next to godliness. Michael says, you're not hearing me this morning. Forgiveness is next to godliness. You see, office family, that's why we must persevere through these hardships, through the chaos, through the ambulance rides, and through the lawsuits, through it all. It's not just for us. Meredith doesn't just provide Michael with the forgiveness that he craves. Because forgiveness isn't just for the forgiven, it is for the forgiver. Y'all aren't hearing me. 
Forgiveness is not just for the forgiven, but it is for the forgiver. And it must be earned. Meredith then turns Michael away, and she does not forgive him in front of his office family. Michael then goes off and reflects. Do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. Don't we all like to be liked, office family? I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked, but it's not a compulsive need to be liked. Unlike my need to be praised. Just a reminder for you, office family, that Michael should always be praised. Can I get a that's what she said? That's what she said. Now, what happens next? Fast forward ahead, brothers and sisters, because it's about to get much, much worse for our friend Michael. This is once again a lesson in adversity and how we are supposed to persevere through forgiveness. It teaches us that just when things look the darkest, it can always get worse. So stick with me, office family. Michael's lack of forgiveness has unleashed a plague that has taken the life of Angela's dear cat, Sprinkles. You know, it's always tough when we face adversity and then we just get more adversity stacked on top of that. But we have to persevere. Angela comes in and announces that Sprinkles has passed. And Michael's response, oh, shh. I am so sorry. What a day, huh? How could it get any worse? Her, Pam, computer crashes with the porn, and then Meredith with the accident, and then Sprinkles. God, that is three things. Three things, office family. I'll tell you what's going on. This office is cursed, and we need to do something about it. You see, Office family, when the time comes for Michael to act, he always acts. And then Michael continues on, well, I am taking responsibility. It is up to me to get rid of the curse that hit Meredith with my car. You see, Office family, he is again not asking for forgiveness. He is taking the actions of forgiveness, the actions that will lead to his ultimate forgiveness into his own hands and about to take care of the curse that caused him to hit Meredith with his car. And he continues on, I am not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. And office family, I'm here to remind you all that it is important to remain a little stitious because unfortunately, we can never know what Paper's plan is. Can I get it? That's what she said. <laughs> we can never know what Paper's plan is. Later, Michael is presented with the information that Meredith had contracted rabies. And Dwight reveals this information. So just to be safe, they're giving her the rabies vaccine. Michael responds, oh, God, rabies. Michael goes, I was in the hospital room with her. How contagious is that? And Dwight responds, no, 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 no. You must be bitten by something. And Michael doubles down. He gears up to do something about this curse. He says, this place is so cursed. But then Dwight offers a different perspective on the matter. Dwight responds, actually, the doctor said it was lucky 
she came into the hospital. Because the only way to beat rabies is to start the treatment before the symptoms set in. Lockjaw. Praise paper. Without Michael hitting Meredith with his car, Meredith could have died of rabies. And Michael announces this to the office. I know a lot of you are upset with me for endangering Meredith's life by hitting her with my car. But it may make you feel a little bit better to know that before that happened, Dwight endangered her life by putting a garbage bag over her head with a bat. And it turns out that Meredith had been exposed to rabies, which is like 10 times worse than a little crack in your pelvis. Thanks to me, she went to the hospital and I saved her life. The curse is broken. The curse is broken, people. Oh, there is a God, and she has a plan for us after all. That's what she said. That's right, office family. Sometimes bad things in this world happen to us, but they're for a greater purpose. And we can never know what Paper's plan is, but she has a plan for each and every one of us. So whenever you are facing adversity, Office Family, remember, there is a plan, and Paper knows it all. But I want you, and I want you to remember this, Office Family, his work is not yet done. Because while the actions that have projected him into these circumstances have been revealed, it was ultimately to save Meredith from succumbing to rabies. His work is not yet done. He has not earned his forgiveness. But before we continue on with this story, please join us as we collect funds for the First Church of Dunder Mifflin. Now here's a time where we stop and reflect. We here at the Church of Dunder Mifflin have a lot of nice things. Family, purpose, multiple high-value properties in Scranton, PA. But how does one acquire those high-value Pennsylvania addresses? With kind donations from people like you. If you donate $100 right now, you will receive, get this, one ream of Dunder Mifflin copy paper. And rest assured knowing that your money will go directly towards spreading the faith and high-value Scranton, PA Real Estate. Any donation is gratefully received, but once again, that is a $100 donation to receive one ream of Dunder Mifflin copy paper. All right, welcome back office family. Michael has not yet earned his forgiveness. Because you see, Michael recognizes that in order to save Meredith from rabies, he must have hit her with his car. However, he recognizes that he needs to earn the forgiveness of Meredith. And what is the one way he can do that, office family? By making sure he never needs to hit her with his car again. That's right, office family. Michael takes it upon himself to try to eradicate rabies entirely. Michael puts together a fun run in order to eradicate rabies. He gathers the funds in order to systematically destroy the reason why he had to hit Meredith with his car. 
and he gathers everyone up as they prepare to race. And he begins going through the reasons in front of his whole office family why he had to hit Meredith with his car. Michael begins, okay, everyone listen up. Thank you for coming. Before I get started, I wanted to say a few words about the deadly disease called rabies. And I'd like you to take a look into the face of rabies. And he shows Meredith. Again, office family, he's trying to connect for our fellow office members why he had to hit Meredith with his car. That should scare you. It scares me. You people need to educate yourselves. Myth. Three Americans every year die from rabies. Fact. Four Americans office family. Four Americans every year die from rabies. How many of you know someone who's been afflicted or affected by rabies? We all know someone, office family, and that is Meredith. Too many to count. It is truly the silent killer. Office family, there are things in this world, evil, evil things in this world that we need to take steps to eradicate. As I mentioned before, stealing of office supplies, nosy HR personnel, things in this world that are here to tear us down. And Michael, Michael is there to build us back up. But he's not here just to do a good deed. He is here to pay penance because he recognizes that it was his action ultimately that needed him to hit Meredith with his car because he did not take care of rabies soon enough. So he pushes himself and he goes further than anyone else can. He makes himself a martyr in the face of rabies. Jan offers him water during his run, but Michael refuses the water. No, no water for me. Not while rabies causes the fear of water. Solidarity. And the deceiver Toby takes it because he doesn't understand the importance of this act. Office family, sometimes we must suffer with those who are suffering because it's important to put yourself to have empathy for your fellow sufferers and for your fellow office members. Jan thinks this is irrational, but Michael responds, rabies victims have to live with the irrational hatred of water their entire lives, or at least the entire end of their lives. So at least I could too. The dedication that Michael shows in this moment is immense. He carbo-loads to give himself strength to finish this race. He fills himself with fettuccine Alfredo, and he pushes himself. He pushes himself through the race in an act of perseverance. Michael may be a mouthpiece for paper, but he is still a man, and the needs of his mortal form catch up with him. It may have seemed like a fool's work, but he persevered to get through that forgiveness. He crosses the finish line. Now, before I go on, office family, to the conclusion of this story, I want to take time to circle back to understand why it's so important to persevere through forgiveness. There are two examples given in these episodes that show us how important it is to persevere through forgiveness. He notes two opposing examples, the forgiven and the unforgiven. 
when follower Dwight makes the mistake of wrongly euthanizing Sprinkles, we find out the cat to the beloved follower Angela. He does not seek forgiveness. He does not push himself to be forgiven. Dwight follows up, seeing that Angela is depressed because of the death of Sprinkles. He follows up to try to comfort her. However, Angela knows that Dwight had been lying to her. Dwight goes, how are you feeling, better? Angela responds, no, because of course she wasn't. Sprinkles had passed, and this was her beloved cat. Dwight tries to compliment her, saying, well, you look as cute as a button. You worked out quite a sweat. Angela responds that the vet is removing all of Sprinkles' organs and sending them to a lab. Dwight responds that he is a farmer, using that as an excuse. And Angela picks up on that. And she asks what that means. And Dwight responds, when a farmer sees an animal that's in pain and has no quality of life, that has no utility, a farmer does what city folk don't have the stomach to do. You see, Office Family, Dwight is already making the mistake because he believes that he's a farmer. When in reality, office family, and this is important to know, we are all salespeople. Angela realizes this and says, you did kill her. And Dwight tries to make excuses, trying to say that he sung her her favorite songs. And Dwight said, I thought I was helping you. I expected a hug. I took care of the cat the best way I knew how. Angela goes, cat heaven is a beautiful place, but you don't get there if you're euthanized. That's right, office family. Remember, those cats need to live as long as they can if they are going to get to cat heaven. Dwight tries to make things better. However, he doesn't try to fight for his forgiveness. He says, I know a great taxidermist. I'll pay to have her stuffed. Well, he's not that great, but he's pretty good. See, office family, this is a half-measured attempt at forgiveness. He is not prostrating himself to gain this forgiveness. And Angela does not forgive him. You see, Office Family, it's important to fight for that forgiveness. Because what happens next? Well, Angela and Dwight break up. And then Angela and Dwight have an affair. And Toby gets involved. And it becomes this ginormous mess. All because Dwight did not persevere through that forgiveness. Now, Office Family, I don't want to leave this on a down note before we go into the conclusion of this story. So I want to show you another example. The forgiveness of the Apostle Jim and his partner, Pam, results in their good fortunes. Because you see, Jim had betrayed Pam, but over the course of the story, they began dating. And we discover this, and their lives become better, and they are awarded with a great deal. Jim and Pam follow Michael's trial for forgiveness, and after succumbing to their own trial of forgiveness, they stumble upon a designy and cool lamp, and they are awarded with a fantastic deal. The lamp was only $8. Can I get it? That's what she said. <laughs> Praise to paper. $8 for a beautiful lamp. You're never going to find a deal like that unless you persevere through forgiveness. Contrasting that with the trials and tribulation that Dwight and Angela succumb to, it's very clear, office family, that you must persevere through forgiveness. Let's circle back to Michael. Michael is sick on the ground. He is feeling the Alfredo rising, betraying him, and the lack of water beginning to corrupt him. He's on the ground, 
seemingly defeated. And he is tempted by the unwillingness of the human spirit to persevere. Sometimes life puts us down and just keeps on kicking off his family. But it is important to continue through with your objectives in life. That no matter how many times you get knocked down, no matter how many plates of Alfredo, no matter how many glasses of water you must refuse, if you fall down, it is important to get back up. He is tempted by the unwillingness of the human spirit to persevere, but then catch this. Michael goes, I can't finish. I just, I feel so weak. And Jim responds, well, you're dehydrated. And Michael says, well, what do you want me to do, Jim? Because again, he's doing this in solidarity to ultimately defeat rabies. But Jim says, a glass of water would start. Again, trying to tempt Michael. However, Michael uses that as inspiration. He goes, no, there are people all over the world who have all sorts of problems and afflictions and diseases. They are deformed and they are abnormal and they're illiterate and they're ugly. Symphonies don't have money. Public TV is a bus and I can't do anything about it. I can't, you know, office family, things are looking dark out there. Yes, your local symphony is probably running out of money because who wants to go see a symphony? Public TV is always struggling because let's be honest, it's a little boring. There is just one of Michael, and there are thousands of problems. And rabies wins. Now, this is a dour note, office family, but I want you to stick with me because things are going to look up. But I want to take this moment to just reflect for a moment. Things can get dark, and it seems like everything can be crumbling around you. But it is in that moment that we need to look back at how persevering has helped us. Because look at this. Look at what the apostles Jim and Pam do. Jim says, wow, you are a downer. We were having a pretty nice day. Office family, it's important to reflect and take the perspective of not only yourself, of the things that you're going on, but the people around you. If you're having a bad day, take solace in the fact that maybe some other people are having a good day. Pam says, I'm still having a good day. And Jim says, you are. And Pam says, yes. And then she does something that ignites the fire of hope that I want you all to remember. Pam says, yeah. Hey, Michael, look at this lamp. $8. Now, office family, some of us would say, you know, an $8 lamp. Big deal. The symphonies are out of money. But office family, listen to this next part. Michael responds, yeah. That's a good deal. And then Pam continues, and you don't have rabies. And chances are you are not going to get it anytime soon. So you really don't have to think about it too much. She's trying to comfort Michael here, but it's important to think about the lamp because you see, Michael at this point knows that Jim and Pam have persevered through the forgiveness. And he notices that lamp. That lamp has ignited something in Michael. Because Michael goes, Pam, if everyone felt that way, nothing would get done, right? Sometimes when you try to give up, remember that if everyone gave up, nothing would get done. And Pam says, yeah, but there are other people out there 
who are helping, right? It's somebody else's issue, right? Somebody else can fix the world, right? It doesn't have to be me. Why can't somebody else do it, office family? However, Michael says something that I want each and every one of you to hold to your heart. Michael goes, you don't think I am capable of making a difference. Office family, each and every one of us is capable of making a difference. And Pam goes, I know you, Michael. I saw you naked. And Michael responds, you don't know me. You've just seen my penis. And I can make a difference, office family. I want each and every one of you to say, I can make a difference. Remember, I am the one who started this whole thing off by hitting Meredith with my car. He remembers Paper's plan, office family, and he's about to enact it. And I owe it to her to finish this GD5K. Each and every one of us can do something to make a difference in this world, office family. Just remember Paper's plan. He gets up, office family. The Apostle Jim tries to support him, but he knows that he must finish this on his own. He refuses the support, and he finishes the race. Hallelujah, that's what she said. You see, office family, it is not always about how fast you finish the race, how much pain or suffering you go through. It doesn't matter how many times you fall down, how many plates of fettuccine you have to eat. All that matters is that you finish the race. That's what she said? That's what she said. You see, office family, Michael wasn't just forgiven for attempting to cure the rabies. No, because attempting to do something isn't as important as finishing. It's about perseverance, office family. But the challenges he put himself through and the tenacity of his spirit, he was able to get through the finish line. And because of the challenges he put himself through and following Paper's whim, he ended up in the same exact hospital that Meredith ended up in. Because office family, again, it's all her plan. It's all Paper's plan. And just like God is a woman, Michael knows that he must follow the plan. Isn't Paper good, office family? Meredith and Michael lay in the hospital together. Meredith goes, hey, Michael. And Michael responds, hey, Mayor, how you doing? And Meredith is doing better. And Michael continues, it's ironic, isn't it? I mean, I'm in the hospital for not getting enough water, and you're in for a disease that causes the fear of water. And Meredith reminds Michael, I'm in because you hit me with your car. But I wanted to say, I heard you were trying really hard, so I'm not mad at you any more. And they share a sucker. That's right, office family. They break bread and Michael is forgiven because he persevered through forgiveness. Office family, I want you to remember this story. Let's bow our heads and pray as we close tonight. Dear Divine Paper, please work through us to forgive the world for its trespasses against us in your word. We will persevere. We will not relent. 
and we shall be as tenacious and as sharp as the cutting blades on the warehouse floor as we seek the forgiveness of this world. And they from your flock, the employees, friends, and family of Dunder Mifflin, because it is forgiveness that each and every one of us needs and seeks. So in paper's name, we humble ourselves before you and receive the message you have granted us today. In paper's name, that's what she said. Office family, I want you to keep that in your heart today as we close out with a repeat of this song. Take it away, please. As I went down to the office to work, even if my boss says I'm a jerk, and who shall meet 